moment we've all been waiting for. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Drive at Large. It's Election Day here in the Queen City, and it's our Christmas time, at least outside of Christmas. We're here with special coverage of today's election. We took a slew of candidate calls in the first hour. We expect more in the coming hours. And we'll be taking your calls all morning long. Who are you supporting for mayor, alderman, and school board? If you have contested races, we'd be glad to hear from you. 606-6762. That's 606-6762. In the meantime, we are going to uh, extend our public safety this week segment with Jim Gaudette because candidates so rudely interrupted him in the last segment. Fortunately, he's got a little more time than he normally does today. And uh, we were talking about my, uh, my experience taking the police written and physical tests. And now Jim is going to conduct something of a mock oral board, I guess, right? A little bit. A little bit. So um, I'm getting, is this unfair prep work for me or what? No, I don't think so because I'm not going to, you know, I, mean, I, I don't have their questions. I just have, <laughs> you know. So as I said online, someone someone mentioned the oral board. I said, hey, what could go wrong? It's an yeah, oral board. I'm yeah, a radio talk show me. host. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you're going to get there and, you know, they'll have the standard, you know, kind of settle yourself in questions like tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, why do you want to be a police officer or a law enforcement officer? And it yeah. kind of, it's your, you know, really quick pitch, you know, they can read a resume, so don't waste your time, you know, uh-huh. looking at the other four corners because it's almost insulting to them. But, you know, if they want to ask you about that, that's fine. But, you know, they may ask you something a little bit more specific beyond why do you want to be a police officer? Why do you want to be a Manchester police officer? You okay. know, or kind of a corollary to that question if they're looking, you know, are you just looking for a job? How many other applications do you have out there? Are you just looking for a job or do you really want to work here? So do I say, well, I applied because, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Captain Grant challenged me to go through the process? I mean, it would be the honest answer. That would be the honest answer. So I'm thinking honesty is the best policy. I think so, too. You know, and then maybe they won't spend a lot of time torturing you psychologically. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They, I, I'm sure they won't miss the opportunity. Oh no, I hope they don't. Well, you know. The, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I you know, the truth is, I never really thought about being a police officer. But you know, since since I've I've started this process, I have to admit that I'm really surprised by the reaction to it on Facebook. Yeah, um, it's been huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I've been thinking to myself. You know, I'm almost 48 years old. The last thing I want to be doing is, you know pounding the pavement on a midnight beat downtown or something like that. Um, but I've been thinking, you know, if I were to be a police officer, I'm thinking there are probably some things that I would like to do that I would be good at without, uh, you know, putting myself into the position that a 22-year-old kid would probably be better suited for. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It makes no – that's the that's the difference, though. Yeah. You know, they all wear the same uniform. Yep. They all bleed the same color, and they all have to do the same job, especially at starting, you know, when you start out. So – um, you know, so they'll get you into these kind of settle in questions and, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about rich, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll ask you some, maybe some pro forma questions about what do you think is your greatest weakness or weaknesses, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of introspection there and, you know, try not to be a smart aleck. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that could be my great weakness. <laughs> could be, yeah, that could be, you know, yeah. It's like that, it's like that proverbial joke about, you know, what do you think your greatest weakness is? You, know, <laughs> you don't say Boston cream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. That would probably not be the thing. Although I have to tell you, that would in fact be true. (laughs) That and a bag of potato chips. (laughs) 
where, where it gets a little dicey, though, is when they take you down any road they want to take you down, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of those um, ethical or moral dilemma questions yeah. that you're yeah. going to be confronted with. Well, I'm expecting those, yeah. Every, every you know, in, in varying degrees on the job. And, and again, you know, some of them are clearly there's a right answer. Some mm-hmm. of them could go either way. Yep. And I think what they're, you know, to my mind, what, you know, what we were looking for is someone who could stake out their position and stick to it, not just kind of keep, yeah. you know, running or, back or, and forth know. as they're getting hammered. You know, it's kind of like they're they're down for the count, and you know, they're just sitting there, you know, in the corner. So that's sort of a clear, uh, you know, a yeah. clear, you know, logical, moral, ethical rationale for how they were looking at things and why, kind of thing. Right, absolutely. But they want they want to see how you how you you know basically how you're thinking, and then how you stake out and, and defend that position. Right. You know, and they can start off with something you know pretty soft and pretty easy. So you know, Rich Rich is on routine patrol. Mm-hmm. You know, and Rich is on uh, Maple Street by Harrison, you know, kind of close to where he happens to live probably. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like this time of the morning. And so you look at the weather conditions out there and bang, you see a car go by and you clock it doing 20 miles an hour over the posted speed limit. So you put on the lights and you catch him and, you know, it turns out it's just, you know, just some, you know, some, you know, Joe motorist. You know, and, you know, really doesn't have any excuse. He's just kind of, you know, not paying attention, going to where he's going to go. And, you know, license and registration, you walk back to the car, you run his record. And, uh, yeah, he's got two violations in the last couple of years for speeding. This guy getting a ticket or is he going to get a warning? He had two violations in the last couple of years? Yeah. Same kind of thing? Yeah, two speeding tickets last two years. Mm. Yeah, he's getting a ticket. Okay. Why? Well... In my opinion, clearly he has disregard for his surroundings. If he's got a record, what good is a warning going to do if a ticket's already failed? And so let's rack up some points on his license and maybe get some stiffer penalties that might cause him to uh, exercise due care and caution in a residential neighborhood. Okay. What happens if he has no tickets, Rich? Got a clean record, but he's doing 20 over. Kids are going to school. It's a little foggy, hazy out there, right? You know it's a – you live there. I mean, you've got kids. You know, you know what traffic's like. Hmm. So it's twenty over in and of itself something I mean, sufficient to write this guy a ticket. And he's got he's got uh, no no pr- no prior record. Nope, no no prior record, but no particular sort of uh, no, explanation. No, you know, yeah, for he's why not he's you know he's not it. dying. He's not rushing to the hospital. You know. Yeah, I'm probably going to give him a ticket too. Okay, why? Because he had no record this time. Well, he has no record this time. But again, under the circumstances, if he's got no particular reason why he's just uh, cruising through a residential neighborhood at fifty miles an hour. He's not exercising due care and caution. So, in other words... He's unaware of his yes. time. He's unaware of his presence. Of so that speed was not reasonable or prudent for the conditions then and there existing. Exactly. Oh, isn't that something? All right. Same scenario, same time. But the motorist is your neighbor, and you like this neighbor. <laughs> your neighbor getting a ticket? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm not... Yeah, I don't get yeah, invited so, to a lot. I was going to say, you won't well, be going to any back bar, well, here's, barbecues, here, well, will you? Well, here's, here's, here, here's why, though. I mean, and, and I, I think I have a pretty demonstrated record of this. You know, I'm a conservative Republican, but I'm not a party guy, and I've been known to break ranks with my party even when they're, you know, when I'm friendly with them over issues that I think that they, you know, they are they are neither not properly representing or misrepresenting um, and, and trying to mislead people. So that's, you know, that's a particular challenge that I have in, in this world is that, I don't tend to have a lot of party loyalty from the establishment types because, in their mind, I don't exhibit it. But I got to call it the way that I see it, okay. and the way that I see so it. Your neighbor's is, getting a ticket. He's eating my neighbor's a pink getting slip. a ticket. All right, Thanks. good for you. And you staked out that position and you defended it. Yeah. Same scenario. Mm-hmm. 
the law enforcement officer from another agency that you know. Yeah. Yeah? You mm-hmm. getting a ticket? Or yep. she? Really? Yep. Wow. Yep, because yeah. of all people, they should know better. Wow. Okay. Boy, that person may be your backup when you're getting your butt handed to you on the street. That well, may be the first person. I'll trust him to be a professional and do his job oh. when he's the backup. Ooh, crossing that thin blue line. Okay. <laughs> Well, Same hey, scenario. Listen. Oh, come on! Okay. I'm re- I'm leading you down the road. I want to hear. I want to hear this. Yeah. You know, and okay. I'm not going to jump all over you because there's a family <laughs> radio here. Um, yeah, same same scenario. That motorist is a police commissioner. <sighs> oh. Well, and as much as I watch Blue Bloods, <laughs> I know what Commissioner Reagan would expect. And yeah, he'd have a driver. Like, it wouldn't be him getting a ticket. Yeah. You yeah. know. Now this is Manchester. So this is you know pick a commissioner. Yeah. Well, I know of instances in the past. Oh, it's, where, Ava. it's Ava. You know, it's Ava. which she's still on the board, or you know. Oh, Ava. So you talk, Oh, you're, you said the police co- commissioner. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'm giving a police commissioner a ticket. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, and I'd give the chief one too. Okay. I would. Uh, you like working yeah, midnights and, forever and, and, and a day, and, don't well, you? Yeah. Well, hey, listen. I get up at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning anyway. So, but but here, here's the thing. I think uh, you know. I think uh, police departments do themselves no end of public relations harm and underwi- undermine the goodwill of the people they need when they treat themselves differently. Then they treat um, other people. Okay. And fine. So. If that's your, you know, and again, I'm just, and this is kind of a very, yeah. very. There's no right or wrong answer. No, here. right. Well, they, you know, say, again, they just want to see that there's a logical application. I want to see a logical application. Right. I want you to stake out your position. And again, you know, that end is, you know, if that's your position and you want to stake that, you know, you can yeah. you know, make your last stand there at the oral board on that position. <laughs> uh, let's us call me let's, General Custer. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's switch it up. So what do you do? If the female partner of a uh, of a colleague that you're working with comes to you kind of confidential, you know, confidentially, and says to you that her her law enforcement partner, your partner on the job, may have a substance abuse problem, what are you going to do with that information? Well, I, I think the first thing that I'm going to do as and, his, and again, I, you know, I'm not asking you to do the oral board on the. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to to oh. show you. Right, this is what you're getting you're some, getting into. This is what you're going to kind of get into, and I, you're going to have to have these tough, tough yeah. questions that you're going to have to consider, and you're going to actually have to act act out on them. Um, you know, down the road. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not asking you to publicly, you know, so, you know, just start getting hate mail and you know, <laughs> whatever. But well, no. But if someone came to me and said my my partner was, uh, uh, they thought potentially wrapped up in drugs, I think the first thing that I'm going to do is, in inventory in my in my own mind, reflect on recent behaviors. Has there been a departure? I might uh, I might uh, tactfully start um, uh, snooping around to see whether or not there's anything going on, and then. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'd have to figure out if I didn't already know who in the department was, um, um, uh, should have that information reported to, reported to. But until and unless I have some actual information, it's 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 uh, it's circumstantial evidence. It's someone, and if there is a place where people in the department are supposed to go to report. Um, information like that and they don't go to report that information but they come to me kind of leaving me wearing the black hat then i'm going to question what i know about the person who told me is there some kind of issue between them has there been any noticeable change in my partner's behavior uh on reflection if there has been i might do a little poking around and i might uh, uh notify who is properly to be notified that this complaint has been presented to me and I have no information one way or the other whether or not it's happening. So I would think 
there's a protocol for that kind of thing inside the department, and whatever the protocol for that kind of thing inside the department is would be something I would follow. Yeah, okay. You know, if you're asking me for the answers, I'm not going to give I'm you not, any I'm answers. I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm, just, you know, I'm answering. So, you know, so let's let's flip that a little bit and say, you know, again, that same female partner, you know, girlfriend, spouse comes to you confidentially and tells you that her law enforcement spouse is actually being assaultive. Her law enforcement spouse, I have a no partner. tolerance for that. Okay. So you're going to report that, that officer? Well, I'll re- <laughs> how do I report something that I am not, you know, personally aware again, of? But what I would do, what I would do is again, again the, assuming the purpose of the exercise here yeah. is I don't necessarily need, you know, but I want you to. Yeah, it, it's easy to take you down this road. The degree of well, difficulty take, can take change. Me. We can we can flip them, you know, and it, it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's well, very hard. Well, let me put it this way: uh, I, I'm not I'm not of a mind that I'm going to personally intervene to try to sort something out outside of the of the protocols that exist within the department. So mm-hmm. if it's coming to me, um, even if I have no evidence of it, I'm not going to involve myself by not making a report. I'm going to push it to wherever it's supposed to go and say, I've been made aware of, mm-hmm. and I'm turning it over to you as the proper authority. Okay. And then I'll just give you another one to consider, you know, just to think about this it. This is fun. So you're, you're on the job now. You I feel know, like I'm or, back in my biomedical yeah, ethics yeah, class. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> an ethics class. And your supervisor gives you a directive or an order that you know is, you know, is, is, is contrary to department policy and arguably maybe illegal. Are you going to follow that nope. order? No. No? Nope. Okay. What if it's an emergency situation? You know, and, and so it's a public safety issue. An emergency situation, so you're, you're, a public like safety issue. Manchester becomes St. Louis, and the you know, and the uh, you know, whatever you know, the rioters have broken the barricades and are laying down. So now it's time for some good old fashioned San Denise to policing, and we're gonna, <laughs> you know, and you know, this is it. You know, you're gonna be like St. Louis cops shouting, you know, whose streets are streets, whose streets are streets. <laughs> you know, uh, are you gonna follow that order? Well, you know, for, pick, the, pick the order. Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm it's not. It's not really, illegal. Okay, it's just department contrary to department policy. And you're mind. telling me lives are on the line. Well, no. In this instance, maybe not. We can up that ante and say yeah. it's also you know, yeah. a public safety issue. Well, <clears throat> I'm assuming that the, uh, the police policies and protocols exist for a reason mm-hmm. and anticipate the situations that uh, – No, they're just guidelines, Rich. They can't, they can't you know, factor in every possible permutation and situation. Oh. It, nothing you – know, the book would be too heavy to carry. The book would be too heavy to carry. So is, is what I'm being told to do a direct violation of this policy or guideline? Sure. Why not? Sure, why not? Well, if it's a direct violation and nobody's life is in danger, then I'm probably not going to follow orders and suffer whatever consequences come from that. However, if it's a guideline and the situation is fluid and we have the ability to uh, respond in real time to real situations within the confines of the policy, then that's a different story. Okay, President Clinton. Nice answer. <laughs> nice answer. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, just, I, I just want to kind of give you a flavor for how some of these things go. Oh, some I think of that's them, great. Some of them can be very confrontational oral boards, yep. and some of them are more, you know, kind of like an assessment center, and they may have not only questioning, but they may have some role-playing, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And, and, and it's all good, but, I mean, again, you're testing more than just your ability to spell. Yeah. You know, they yep. want to see how you think critically. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes it may be time they. You know, they may sit, you know, sit there, you know, um, you know, the classic scenarios where you have this little kid, you know, holding a plastic gun and, you know, hey, you know, what are you going to do? You, you tell this kid two or three times to drop the gun, you know, and mm-hmm. he's pointing it at you. You don't know if it's real or not. Bang, bang, bang. Boom, you're dead. You know, boom, your partner's mm-hmm. dead because you didn't do, you know. So you can take it down any road you want. And again, in m- many of these instances, it's pretty clear cut. 
in a lot of areas, it's very, very gray or shades of gray. Shades. Well, you know, I mean, to use to use or to appropriate that you know that title. When you go into it, a lot of especially, I think the younger you are, things are very black and white. Yeah, very clear. Mm-hmm. And if you spend any time on this job, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, I was friends with a guy who used to do um, pre-employment and uh, fitness for duty uh, psychological exams. Yeah. Uh, until he went away to the DOJ and used to have to do one when you went into drug work and to get on to the uh, special operations unit, you know, so I used to, you know, get these and see them. And and he had, he made the statement to me one time. He says, when you look at that letter that I send you, it always has the codicil at this time. At this the time. The candidate is, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Because on any given time, you know, like Anything two seconds after, yeah, it, it can change. Right. And there's, you know... Um, and anybody, he says, arguably anybody who spent more than five years on a job probably shouldn't be able to pass a psychological <laughs> exam because of what they've been exposed to. But you know, again, they're good test takers and they know how to, you know, how to deal with it. So. Right, right. So no, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I figure the oral board is going to be uh, designed to uh, determine. Uh, the strength of my don't, metal. Yeah, don't don't let, don't let them see you sweat, Rich. Don't, don't let them see you sweat. <laughs> yeah. well, I a little extra deodorant. I'm going to have the sport coat and that the, the suit coat on. I, I saw mean, that. Look at me. I saw Shirt, that. Look at you. I know. I followed directions. Yeah, I yeah. followed directions. They yeah. said yeah, dress appropriately. Yeah, so here dress I am. appropriately. No, no. So it it should be good. I'm I'm curious to see how you think the oral board section went. And again, mm-hmm. I have no. Inside information about how they're going to grill you. I don't think it'll be a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> uh, you know, there'll be no implements. Well, of, here, you know. Here, here's what I hope. I hope that uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't come to the conclusion that I'm just going to uh, be a police officer. Now I'm going through the thing, so they know the path that sort right. of led me here. But I, I hope they 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 know. Well, I want them that to challenge I'm taking you. I, it I, seriously. Yeah, I definitely want them to challenge you because I think the, you know, the original intent up. is is to have you gain an appreciation for just what. The screening process is to right. just even get your foot in the door, right. let alone their in-house academy, then the police academy, yep. and then all yep. you know, the attendant stuff that they're going to deal with. Yep. So I, I think it's an excellent uh, opportunity for you. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. And then, well, you'll finish up with the last one. We're going to say, why should we hire you as opposed to anybody else that we're considering in this process? That'll be your closing question. So you can think about your uh, final pitch. Be- what, 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 what is it? <laughs> And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> Stuart Handy <laughs> for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I forget everything. I'm, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> so good luck with that, Rich. Well, thanks, Jim. You know, I'll be uh, I'll be on my conference call thinking about you know the the uh, the grilling the grilling you're getting the grilling I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. All right. Well, we, uh, we we're glad to be grilled. Don't bring coffee and donuts. Don't bring. Co- Don't be a sucker. <laughs> I was gonna bring croissants. You yeah. know. <laughs> Anyway, Jim Gannett, uh, retired New Hampshire law enforcement. Thanks for being with us here this morning on the Toronto Large Radio Show. Thanks for the preview on what I'm in for. I'm sure the audience found that at least as fascinating as I did. We're going to take a complete break for traffic, weather, and sports. We'll be back right after this.